Welcome to Islamic Life Coach School Podcast. Apply tools that you learn in this podcast and your life will be unrecognizably successful. Now your host, Dr. Kamal Akhtar. Hello, hello, hello everyone. Peace and blessings be upon all of you. Today we're going to be talking about managing stress from an Islamic and a scientific point of view. Inshallah, I begin this episode with the intention that it will help me, first of all, it will help my family members and the immediate people that I'm in touch with and everyone that comes across this message through my podcast. I also elevate my intention to include that I'm doing this only for the pleasure of Allah, inshallah. So a single intervention can change outcomes years down the road, inshallah, and today's episode is supposed to be one of those interventions. First of all, the definition of stress which is a state of mental and emotional strain or tension resulting from an adverse or very demanding circumstance. Hormones that are involved in stress are cortisol, adrenaline, vasopressin. (laughs) There's a whole list of them and there'll be a quiz at the end of the podcast, so pay attention. Dopamine, oxytocin, glucagon, testosterone, estrogen, and DHEA, along with neuropeptide Y. These are some of the main stress hormones by no means is this list exhaustive. There's many more hormones that are at play, but out of the scope of this podcast. So first of all, let's start out with figuring out if stress is actually bad for you. There was this one endocrinologist, a physician in 1936, Hans Salier. He experimented on rats. He injected them with cow ovarian hormones, and he found out that through a series of injections, the mice died a miserable slow death. He noticed that with these injections, the mice had significant physiologic changes that contributed to an early death. He was fascinated by the results of this experiment, but then he decided to inject the mice with other things. And then he saw that no matter what he injected them with, the result in the physiologic change and the early death was the same. He then concluded that the stress of the injection was what was killing the mice not the material of the injection. This was very fascinating to him because as a practicing physician, he was also responsible for taking care of people and he generalized these findings to human beings saying that all sorts of stress is bad for human beings and results in early death. He was very vocal about these findings and later we found out that he was actually compensated by the tobacco industry to say that smoking causes decrease in stress, which of course is not the case. (laughs) So in light of these experimental findings and the fact that human beings just don't like the experience of stress itself, the way it presents in their body, everyone just assumed that all kinds of stress was bad. But it turns out that is actually not the case. When a stressful event happens, body goes into a fight and flight response. And everyone can tolerate acute stress for hours, days, or even weeks. This is a sympathetic response. It is not harmful. This is actually life-saving. Imagine a life-threatening situation happening to you, and you go into a stress response and you immediately flee the situation, or you defend yourself. This is a life-saving response. There's nothing wrong with this type of stress. But the problem becomes when we live in this type of stress response chronically. As a human being, our mind is capable of constant thinking and reliving the past, even forecasting worst-case scenarios for the future, worrying and constantly regenerating this stress. 
So essentially, we are regenerating the cascade of stress just by thought alone. This chronic stress is bad for you. Body doesn't know the difference between an actual stressor versus an imagined stressor. But we can find solace in the fact that the past only exists in the brain. The only way your past is affecting you now is through your thoughts. So what happens, the biochemical reaction occurs in our brain after a memory or a thought occurs, which is secretion of these hormones that I mentioned to you. After the thought and the brain's biochemical reaction, an immaterial has immediately been turned into material, meaning a thought has turned into matter. A memory has turned into chemicals as generated by the neurons of our brain. This is a miracle in itself. This chemical signal confirms the state of your thinking, meaning if you're having a fearful thought, you will feel a fearful emotion, leading to more fearful thoughts, which turns into a loop. Thinking creates feeling and feeling creates thinking. Along with fear, there are several other recycled emotions that come with stress, including anger, suffering, hopelessness, irritability, hatred, fear, frustration, unworthiness, futility, sadness, anxiety, pain, grief, worry, guilt. These recycled emotions is the reason why acute stress turns into chronic stress. In other words, acute stress turns into chronic stress just because of our belief that stress is bad for you. A study done on 30,000 people showed that high level of stress was associated with 43% more chances of cardiovascular events like heart attacks and other cardiac complications. But that was not all. High levels of stress were not the only predictor of cardiac disease. It was always coupled with the belief that stress is harmful to your body. Another study with eight years of tracking deaths through death certificates, 182,000 Americans died prematurely, not from stress alone, but from the belief that stress is bad for you. Imagine how fascinating this is. What is happening here is that a group of people identified as having a high amount of stress in their life. But among that population, the only group of people that developed heart disease were the ones that believed stress is bad for you. The ones that believed stress is good or stress is neutral or stress helps them grow did not develop heart disease. They actually had the same risk of cardiovascular disease than people who reported mild stress in their life. This to me is just fascinating, a belief causing heart disease. But this is exactly the scientific grounding of epigenetics, which I will discuss in another podcast. So there are two possible outcomes for every stress stimulus. It's either detrimental if it's a chronic threat response, or it's beneficial if we turn it into a growth response. And that switch between threat and growth response depends on our mindset. Beneficial growth response from stress is that there is a biology that is programmed for courage, bravery, social connection, creativity, resilience, and growth. And hormones majorly responsible for this type of reaction are oxytocin, DHEA greater than cortisol, and dopamine. Again, this is just the surface. There are multiple other complicated hormonal cascades that are at play. So what does it actually look like in a threat versus growth response? In a chronic fight or flight situation, which starts with your life being actually on the line of there being an immediate danger, but when it starts to live through our memories over and over again, it turns into higher cortisol levels over time, 
It depletes energy. It always feels fearful. You're in constant survival state. Your decision-making capacity is reduced. You have poor social connection. This type of stress is harmful for your cardiovascular health and it decreases immunity. Overall, it's harmful. Compared to a challenge or a growth response to stress, where you understand that the danger is imaginary, there's a higher level of DHEA and oxytocin levels. It enhances energy. You feel focused. You go into a creativity state, which some scientists call as the flow state. You have access to your decision-making capacity. You make higher social connections. It protects cardiovascular health. It increases immunity, and it is beneficial over time. Another fascinating thing to me is that both of these responses are associated with high heart rate, high perception of pressure related to the situation, high performance, high emotional stress, and both of these responses are not associated with physiological calm. Meaning, you will be feeling stressed in both of these outcomes, but one is harmful to you and the other is beneficial. And the only difference between the two, like I said, is a mindset. Stress is harmful mindset will have you believe that it depletes your health, it debilitates your performance, and it isolates you. On the other hand, stress is enhancing mindset will tell you it helps your growth, it enhances your performance, and it promotes connection with your loved ones. So how can we actually stop recycling these emotions? And can we change our beliefs about stress to go from one mindset to another? And as usual, my very handy-dandy, trusty formula, CTFAR, is at play. You understand that the result that you generate is dependent on the thoughts you create. So the mindset about this stress are the thoughts we're having, which will then generate feelings, actions, and results. Depending on the thought that this stress is actually helpful for me, will generate a neurochemical cascade, which is beneficial, meaning you will feel energized, connected, and more elevated emotions from just these thoughts alone. In this case, body is a part of the unconscious mind. Because thoughts are the language of the brain and feelings are the language of the body. They feed off of each other. And together they make up the human experience, which is referred to as the qalb in the Quran. Another thing that happens is that chronic stress makes us forget that we have a choice. Chronic fight and flight response shuts down our higher thinking brain. Because what's the point of rational thinking when all you have to do is run for your life? If a predator was running towards you, you do not need your decision-making capacity. You need to get out of there. So this is a beautiful protective design by nature that our rational brain gets shut down. Otherwise, we'd be standing there thinking, should I run? Should I stay? There's no time for that type of decision-making in an acute stress response. But this chronic stress over time works the same way. It shuts down our prefrontal cortex, which takes our agency away that we actually have control over our thoughts, which leads to depleting mental health. But we can reinsert our agency in a situation where there's no actual threat response by reinserting where is it that we have control, and we actually only have control over our thoughts. Let's imagine there are chronic or repeatedly mild stressors, which are a diagnosis of cancer or chronic illness, elderly parent that you might be taking care of with declining health, stress of miscarriage, death, chronic illness of a child, loved one, divorce, pandemic, social media and news which present to us repeated threats. 
and also other mild stressors of daily modern living, which is what to pack for the kids' lunches that is healthy. You got stuck in a traffic jam and were late for the meeting again. These types of stressors accumulate over time. And to regain the agency and to switch the mindset, you have to ask yourself these questions. What am I making this circumstance mean? How can this be for me? In any of these chronically stressful situations, what is my value? What is my goal? How am I showing up to this situation? These questions will help you come out of chronic stress response because all you have to do to wake up your consciousness is be curious about where your agency lies. This type of awakening of consciousness will help you determine if you'll make the stress stimulus detrimental or beneficial. So the real goal of stress management, which is the title of this podcast, is actually mind management through CTFAR. Also, it helps to remember in the Quran, it says, لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسعها. God does not burden any soul with more than it can bear. This is Surah Baqarah, Ayah 286. So while being in that stressful situation, dissociate yourself from the stimulus long enough to understand that this does not break you. Any type of stressor does not break you unless your mindset is negative. Because God does not burden any soul more than it can bear. And how do we know if we can bear it or not? Because outlook on stressor will change your outcome. Ayahs of the Qur'an, our belief in Qadr and spirituality lead to a beneficial outcome. And always remember, stress might not be optional, but suffering is. Meaning whatever you're making that stress mean is up to you. And this is probably the most controversial teaching that I teach at Islamic Life Coach School. And that is that suffering is optional. You might be stressed about loss of a loved one and grieving in the situation, but you do not have to perpetuate the stress and suffering. And in this case, switching mindsets is not the same thing as toxic positivity. I'm not telling you to look at the bright side so you don't have to feel the pain. It's not about turning everything bad into something good. It's about being curious. We are not trying to minimize the original insult. What we're saying is, ask yourself, is there something good in this? As you deal with the grief, stress, anxiety of a difficult situation. Surah Ashura 94 Ayah 5 and 6 says, inna maral usri yusra. Undoubtedly, along with the hardship, there is ease. So you know life stressors are going to be there. It's not about thinking everything is positive all the time. Life is 50-50. With hardship, there will be ease. That is promised to you in the Quran by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is how the design of life works. We just perpetuate the negativity, the stress, the grief by constantly reliving it through our minds. In reality, life is just 50-50. There is happiness for sadness. Islam is about moderation and that is the sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you came to this podcast thinking that after this you will not be feeling stressed, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, that is not how it works. Eliminating stress is both impossible and a huge disservice because stress is what makes you grow. And I cannot advocate for you to rid of something that is good for you. What I am advocating for is to take out the extra layers of negative emotion that you've created for yourself. So how to actually adapt one mindset over the other? Acknowledge 
when you're experiencing stress, imagine it being present through the eye of your body. Welcome it by recognizing that it is a signal to something you care about. Turn the energy of stress into refocusing on values. Instead of just repeating tragedy, repeat the growth and healing that comes with it as well. And remember the power of and. Yes, you feel run down and broken, and you also feel stronger and uplifted. This will increase your stress intelligence. It will help you question, has this experience helped you grow spiritually, communally, individually? Have you grown in wisdom, connection? Has it given you any motivation? Has it helped you gain perspective of others, helped you gain empathy? So is stress bad for you? The question that Hans Salier asked, the endocrinologist that I presented to you in the beginning of the podcast. Through his work, yes, chronic stress is bad for you, but only if you don't become curious about it. And as I promised, I've given you one of the strongest mindset interventions when it comes to stress management. And you might forget this podcast, but you can internalize the message which inshallah will lead you to fruitful outcomes from stress years down the road. With that, I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not place any stress or burden on us as it was placed on the people before us. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not to test us in this world in a way which breaks our connection with Him. I pray that the Muslim ummah be able to turn their current tests and trials into strengths. Please keep me in your du'as. I will talk to you guys next time. Hey, are you thinking about coaching? I invite you to a complimentary consultation with me where I can help you define the solution to your problem, regardless if you choose to work with me in the Empowered Muslim Women program or not. So you really have nothing to lose. Access the appointment link through the show notes and inshallah, I will see you there.